Today is the 25th of August 2020. Welcome to Walking the Way. My name is Ray. I want to say thank you to everyone for continuing to listen in as we have time to pray together, read scripture together, generally have a regular rhythm of worship that hopefully sets up your day together. If you're joining us for the first time, let me say thank you and welcome. Each episode follows a really simple pattern. It's a mixture of prayer, scripture and music. It's easy to pick up as we go along. If you want some help to guide you, don't forget if you, you can download the script. There is a download the script button in the episode notes. If you click that, you'll get a PDF of today's episode. And finally, if you'd like to know more about the podcast, or me for that matter, though more about the podcast, I think, head to www.rayborrett.co.uk. We always start each leg of walking the way with our opening prayer. So let's pray, shall we? God of wholeness and God of grace. To you we bring our thanks and praise. To a world that searches, you are a lamp that shines. To a world that is hungry, you are food that sustains. To a world that suffers, you are a hope of release. To a world that's broken, you are the one who restores. To a world full of hate, you are love that forgives. To a world that denies, you are the truth that endures. And so to you we bring our thanks and praise. God of wholeness, God of grace. Amen. Romans 5 verses 3 and 4 We also boast of our troubles because we know that trouble produces endurance. Endurance brings God's approval, and His approval creates hope. When I was a young Christian, someone gave me a copy of a cartoon, oh sorry, a comic, that was the story of Corrie ten Boom. Corrie ten Boom was a Dutch Christian lady who was sent to the concentration camps for harboring Jews from the Nazis during World War II. Later I read her book. And it is a powerful read. It is a really powerful read. And one of the things that has always stuck in my memory was the line, thank God for the fleas. And the fleas in the concentration camps kept the German guards out of the barracks. And it meant that Corrie and those who were serving as ministers with her could move around. And they could be the hands and feet of Christ for those in the barracks without the worry of being caught. Curry didn't have it her own way. While she was in Ravensbrück concentration camp, her sister Betsy died. And amid all the suffering and violence, however, Curry understood that God can bring blessings to people. It just depends on your point of view. If you follow Christ because you want a comfortable life, then every trial is going to be a mountain. But if you follow Christ because you want to be more like Christ, then I think that every hardship will be something that brings you closer to Jesus. Corrie ten Boom died in 1963. But her impact on those in the concentration camps and those she helped after World War II was huge. Her attitude was, God was there in the mess with them. What's yours? 
We're going to have our first piece of music just to give us some time to center our thoughts on God. And then we're going to get into our Bible readings for today. And today we continue with Paul's letter to the Galatians. Let's ask God to speak to us through the scripture, shall we? Loving God, speak to us today through the words of Paul. Help us to see our lives in the light of your life, in the light of your love, in the light of your revelation to us. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. Our Bible readings this week are taken from the Good News Translation, And today we're reading Galatians 3. You foolish Galatians, who put a spell on you? Before your very eyes you had a clear description of the death of Jesus Christ on the cross. Tell me this one thing. Did you receive God's Spirit by doing what the law requires, or by hearing the gospel and believing it? How can you be so foolish? You began by God's Spirit. Do you now want to finish by your own power? Did all your experience mean nothing at all? Surely it meant something. Does God give you the Spirit and work miracles among you because you do what the law requires? Or because you hear the gospel and you believe it? 
Consider the experience of Abraham. As the scripture says, he believed God, and because of his faith, God accepted him as righteous. You should realize then that the real descendants of Abraham are the people who have faith. The scriptures predicted that God would put the Gentiles right with himself through faith. And so the scriptures announced the good news to Abraham. Through you, God will bless all people. Abraham believed and was blessed, so all who believe are blessed as he was. Those who depend on obeying the law live under a curse. For the scripture says, Whoever does not obey everything that is written in the book of the law is under God's curse. Now it is clear that no one is put right with God by means of the law, because the scripture says, Only the person who is put right with God shall live by faith. But the law has nothing to do with faith. Instead, as the scripture says, Whoever does everything the law requires will live. But by becoming a curse for us, Christ has redeemed us from the curse that the law brings. For the scripture says, Anyone who is hanged on a tree is under God's curse. Christ did this in order that the blessing which God promised to Abraham might be given to the Gentiles by means of Jesus Christ, so that through faith we might receive the Spirit promised by God. My friends, I'm going to use an everyday example. When two people agree on a matter and sign an agreement, no one can break it or add anything to it. Now, God made his promises to Abraham and to his descendant. The scriptures do not use the plural descendants, meaning many people, but the singular descendant, meaning one person only, namely Christ. What I mean is that God made a covenant with Abraham and promised to keep it. The law, which was given 430 years later, cannot break that covenant and cancel God's promise. For if God's gift depends on the law, then it no longer depends on his promise. However, it was because of his promise that God gave that gift to Abraham. What then was the purpose of the law? It was added in order to show what wrongdoing is. And it was meant to last until the coming of Abraham's descendant, to whom the promise was made. The law was handed down by angels, with a man acting as a go-between. But a go-between is not needed when only one person involved, and God is one. Does that mean that the law is against God's promises? No, not at all. For if human beings had received a law that could bring life, then everyone could be put right with God by obeying it. But the scripture says that the whole world is under the power of sin, and so the gift which is promised on the basis of faith in Jesus Christ is given to those who believe. But before the time for faith came, the law kept us all locked up as prisoners until this coming faith should be revealed. And so the law was in charge of us until Christ came, in order that we might then be put right with God through faith. Now that the time for faith is here, the law is no longer in charge of us. It is through faith that all of you are God's children in union with Christ Jesus. You were baptized into union with Christ, and now you are clothed, so to speak, with the life of Christ himself. So there is no difference between Jew and Gentiles, between slaves and free people, between men and women. You are all one in union with Christ Jesus. If you belong to Christ, 
Then you are the descendants of Abraham and will receive what God has promised. We're going to have our next piece of music just to give us some time to think about the bits of scripture that have caught our attention. And then after music, we're going to pray. Before we pray today, we've had a prayer request from a lady called Sylvia whose husband was rushed into hospital with a stroke. Um, She hasn't given me her husband's name, unfortunately, but if we can remember Sylvia, let's pray for Sylvia quickly and her husband, and then we'll pray for today. Heavenly Father, we pray for Sylvia. We pray for her husband. We ask, Lord, that you would be with the doctors and the surgeons and the medical team, the physiotherapists and the whole team, as they work to bring him right. Lord, we ask these things in the name of Jesus. Amen. Our prayer for today. Father, in the mess and the mire, you are there with us. In the pain and the grief, you are there with us. In happiness and joy, you are there with us. In hope and expectation, you are there with us. In all we do, Lord, you are there with us. Remind us, Lord, that in everything you work for our good and your glory. Show us, Lord, that everything we experience, good or bad, is there to help us draw closer to you. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. We say together the prayer that Jesus taught his disciples. 
Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us today our daily bread. Forgive us our sins as we forgive those who sin against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For the kingdom, the power, and the glory are yours, now and forever. Amen. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with us and remain with us now and forevermore. Go in peace to love and serve the Lord. You've been listening to Walking the Way. All the details for today's episode can be found in the show notes, including the scripture passages and credits for the press. If you want to partner with Walking the Way, if you'd like to donate towards the project, that would be amazing. We are looking at upgrading all our equipment, so any donations would be fantastic. Please head to www.givesendgo.com forward slash walking the way. And for more information, head to rayborrett.co.uk. You can find me on Twitter, Facebook, or Instagram. Don't forget you can also listen to us on TuneIn and YouTube. My name is Ray, and so until next time, I'll be here waiting as we continue walking the way. Thank you.